Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, and uh, back again with a, a fabulous podcast. This is going to rock your world, man, because this guy is electric. He's going to talk about things, how you can uh, develop skills and personal growth and personal development that is going to help you in the insurance game. And I'm talking real-life, tactical, practical things that you can use to help you remember people's names, to help remember the information you want to give in a presentation to make it more powerful, um, and just straight up people skills because we know this is all about relationships this is all about networking this is all about value this is all about helping how do we put that together in one explosive ball to make us and make our skills sharp and make us the best possible option that someone's going to want to use because they buy from us yeah they buy the policies they buy the insurance but they buy from us so that's what we're going to be talking about today it's going to be awesome, I'm telling you. And I also just want to thank you uh, once again for giving uh, the uh, reviews on I, iTunes and, and Stitcher. I, I can't tell you how great you guys are. I'm getting just huge feedback about last week when we talked about, you know, Geico provides more value and what your value is. And if you haven't listened to that, you got to listen to it. I, I just, it, it's how I know that these podcasts are good is not by me doing the topic I create. I talk about a lot of topics that I think that we should all be talking about, but no one comments. But then I give a podcast like I did last week and boom, explosion. So uh, it, it's pretty electric and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited um, for you to, to, for you to hear what we've got. So once again, Grow Program, or I'm sorry, Agents Influence is a completely free podcast sponsored by growprogram.com. Um, and it's completely free, will always be free to you, but be sure to just take some time, check out growprogram.com. We've got some things going on over there, folks, that, I mean, it's, uh, it's almost like the best kept secret, except I keep trying to tell everybody about it. But, I mean, we have got a lot of people involved in DEMA. I think over a couple, over 200. Um, I had a Facebook webinar a couple weeks ago, and I think we had over 35 people on it, which was just electric because you got to keep in mind, these 35 people were engaged. These, these webinars are supposed to be, these expert live webinars I do are supposed to be 30 minutes, and they're going an hour, an hour and a half. Because agents are getting it. They're starting to see growth in their agencies. They're starting to see an explosion in being able to answer people's questions online and being able to effectively funnel them into um, a lead, which turns into an appointment, which turns into a sale, which turns into money, which turns into us helping our employees live a better life and helping our community grow and be the best it can. That's what it's all about, folks. Thanks for being a listener. Here you're going to go with part one, because this is a two-part podcast, of Rod, Rob Zaberski. And here we go. We are out. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, once again, back with another great, amazing, and weird person and um, today we're going to have someone on who is going to help you try to remember what you had for dinner the night before today, okay? Because I get people a lot all the time, they say, hey, Jason, what'd you do this or what'd you do that? And I always say to them, look, man, I can't remember what I had for dinner last night unless you let me sit here and really think about it. So let alone can I answer your question of what I did last year or what I said last week. And I think we get a lot of that by our customers. We're always trying to, um, when we're dealing with our clients, whether it's a new business client or a new client, 
even though we have paper or we have our iPad in front of us and we're collecting all that information from our insureds, um, sometimes it can be so overwhelming. It, there's things we don't write down, but we know that are important and we want to work it into the proposal or we want to work it into the policy or we want to work it into the presentation. And then comes that point in time and we're sitting there and we're doing the proposal and the insured will or the client prospect will bring up that point again and we're like, oh man, I forgot about that. So I can't say that Rob's going to solve all your problems, but I got to tell you, he's got a certain way um, of teaching the the stuff that uh, he does. I don't even I don't even want to tell you exactly what he does yet. I want Rob to to be the one to tell you. But I was at the Independent Insurance Agents of Illinois uh, Young Illinois. Did I say that with an S? Oh my gosh! I get on to everybody for saying that. I said it. Uh, the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of Illinois. Um, the Young Agents Conference, and it was a fantastic conference. If you're not part of your association, please do it because they're fantastic, and they bring people like Rob to you. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to introduce you guys to uh, Rob. I'm not going to butcher his last name because I've tried to say it 10 times, and I just don't get it right. So Rob, uh, welcome to the podcast, and uh, tell us your name, your company, and uh, tell us what you're about. Yeah, thanks, Jason. It's Rob Zaberski. And so since we do a lot with memory and helping people think in pictures, if you're trying to remember my last name, just imagine the letter Z, totally naked, skiing down a hill because it's burr cold and it's skiing. Zaberski. That's how I, uh, <laughs> I'm, it's funny whenever I do a program, I'll have like the CEO, hey man, how do you, how do you pronounce this? And I'll, I'll tell that exact same story. And uh, these guys are running major, major corporations. They're like, thanks. That was really helpful. So yeah, so Zaberski, Rob Zaberski, I'm with Freedom Personal Development, and we are a personal and professional development training organization and coaching organization. Uh, we're based in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm in Arlington Heights, Illinois. I cover most of the Chicago land and back up into Wisconsin markets. We do all sorts of personal and professional development training. We are we have programs that just help people uh, be be more awesome. It's a real general way to put it. But we do skills-based training like memory training and speed reading skills development. Uh, we do goal setting, attitude, time management. We've got a couple programs on train your brain for success, helping you understand why your brain and your thought process does what it does and how it gets in your way. And then We've got another anatomy and results program that's designed to help people really understand what are the components that go into getting better results and where can you, where sh could and should you really focus your efforts to get the results that you're really looking for in business and in life. Okay. All right. Well. How's that for 30000 That is That is awesome. And we do awesome stuff. And then the, the, I think the reason that you're having me on, Tom, I think, and what we did with the EDGE conference and what we've been doing a lot with the IA, and we've actually been working with quite a few uh, insurance professionals, is I, I, my, my primary, while we do all those awesome programs and people get a ton of it, our, our primary focus is, for me, is with this memory training program. So a lot of people we talk to, they've, just like you said, man, I don't man, I don't remember that. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Or, you know, you, you do that thing where you run into somebody at the grocery store. It's always the frozen food section, by the way, where you, you run into them. You know you know them. You know you know who they are. And they just they remember your name. You can't remember their name. And we just help people make sure that they never have that situation happen again. Because obviously, I think we can all understand and appreciate the, the impact that that may have on your, on your business. Yes, yes, yes. 
And, My, uh, <laughs> and, I, go ahead. Well, Rob, just like I said at the beginning, I, I know other agents, and I haven't really even talked to other agents. It just came off the top of my head last night when I was putting together my notes for what I wanted to say. But you get that all the time because, you know, when you're sitting there meeting with the client, you're, you're not only collecting the information from them that, they, that you need to do the rating, but you're also collecting that stuff that has nothing to do with the rating but helps connect that personal touch. And, Absolutely. And you try to make those notes on the side so you can come back but like it seems like the little ones you always get and it's the major ones you always forget, you know? And so yeah. <laughs> I know if I'm having that problem, so are other agents out there. And and, and just not agents, uh, company professionals. There are CEOs that listen to this uh, avidly and, you know, they're having the same issues. So so oh, yeah. let me ask you, Rob, okay, so, so take us back a little bit. Give us a little bit of the story of Rob. Start us at high school, college, wherever you want. And bring us and fast forward us to, to where today where you are. Yeah, so I mean, graduated clearly at the top of my class in high school. I mean, if there was, I mean, I, if there was, a, if there was, you talk about the, the the nth of a percentage elite. Per, no, I'm just kidding. I, man, I was no, nah, I was fine. It was fine. I went to, uh, you know, a lot of people go to three colleges over five years. I'm one of them, but uh, it was kind of fun. It's one of those things where I just, you know, I thought I wanted to do this, and then got into it and realized that no, that that wasn't the fit. So I actually. After, like I said, a little stint at uh, community college, uh, a couple of years at the University of Iowa, I ended up at Columbia College in Chicago, downtown Chicago and studied public relations, um, which had a blast. Really, it was, you know, you, you can kind of look back on life sometimes and you can identify one or two or three like really big decisions that you made that just it was the right move. Right. Um, you know, I usually talk to a lot of people and they're like, oh, yeah, like when I met my spouse for the first time. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. But like I can honestly say like making the decision to transfer to Columbia College was one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself. And ironically, I don't even do uh, what it is I studied uh, specifically. I mean, it, it plays a part in what I do now, but, it, it you know, it's just one of those things that it's just a kind universe, you know, and just where it took me. So studied public relations, actually got the study under the guy who named the Rosemont Horizon. Um, Mort Kaplan was his name. He was my he was my mentor at school. And for the folks in the Chicagoland area, now the Allstate Arena was the Rosemont Horizon for the longest time. He was the guy that actually named it. Uh, I believe, if if uh, if memory serves me, he was also the guy that came up with the "Taste Great Less Filling" ad for Miller Lite back in the day. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, I was surrounded by just some really incredible uh, professionals uh, that kind of guided me through marketing communications. Um, after that, I quickly went to work at a bicycle shop in Chicago <laughs> and spent the next 15 years in the bicycle industry. So I wow. was, uh, yeah, I, um, for the people in Chicago who, um, who ride their bikes, uh, they have bike the drive where they shut down Lakeshore drive and only open it to bicycles. I was actually uh, responsible as on the team that helped coordinate the first ever bike the drive where they shut it down for cars and they had like 20,000 cyclists. Wow. On Lakeshore Drive, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was it was really cool. I've still never done the event, but uh, I, I was helped responsible. I was responsible for organizing the first one. Um, yeah, so kind of from there, I got referred up and uh, and was offered a job with uh, Sarah Cycling Group up in Madison, Wisconsin. So I I spent twelve years up in Madison working in a uh, couple different roles in uh, sales, marketing, and product development in the bicycle industry. Um, had uh, worked for Saris for a couple of years. I went to work for Schwinn GT and Mongoose. Uh, then tried starting my own company with a, a friend of mine that was a startup that never really started up. And that's how I kind of stumbled into, into this job with Freedom Personal Development. I had met the owner of the company uh, 
10, nine, 10 years prior to one of those murder mystery dinners, you know, where, where everybody shows up in couples, everybody gets a, gets a role. It's like a live, it's like a live version of a clue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. So I met Eric at the, uh, at this dinner party and we were both mutually infatuated with what each other did. He was, he, he was training for Ironman. So he thought it was just awesome that I worked in the bike industry and I was always the idiot that got called on to stand up in front of dealers and whomever to talk because I had no shame. So I thought it was awesome that he was a public spe- a professional speaker. So he's kind of kept in touch. And then uh, fast forward to about four years ago, my company was relocating my position to Bethel, Connecticut, while my wife was six months pregnant with the twins. And we said, you know, I think I'm interested in that severance package. <laughs> so got connected with, uh, with Eric and Roger and the guys at FPD here. And, and it's just been, it's been pretty remarkable. i I think that I've been privy to a lot of the, the programs and training that we offer people, and it's had a pretty remarkable impact on, on my life and my relationship. So that's, uh, I don't know how long or short of a version you were looking for, but that's basically how I got to, it's all about knowing the, it's all about running into the right people at the right time, I guess. Well, I'm surprised you were able to remember all that. Ta-da! Uh, you know, I don't know, I could just make these jokes all day, Rob. I'll you be could. here all day. Um, so anyways, uh, so, okay, so... So I know you as the uh, the guy who came and did the speaking, which you did a fabulous job. And I'm not just saying that, Rob. I mean, as so many people were coming up to me, man, did you see that guy? Wow, wow, wow. And that was one of the things because I have to admit I was late getting in because I stopped at a client's down in Decatur, Illinois. And I thought I'd be able to make it to yours early and I, I wasn't. So I think I got to the last minute of yours, like last 10 minutes. And everybody was just like, wow, wow, wow. So that's when I met you out in the lobby yep. and said, hey, I wanted to get you on. So what do you, I mean, we don't have to necessarily talk about memory. And, and all my listeners know, we have no pre-planned notes for this. This is an open conversation for the next 10, 15 minutes. Where can, where, I mean, what should you, what, what would you say that would be most beneficial to insurance agents um, when it would be talking about personal development or business development or personal growth, I guess I should say, um, and the memory and the skills training? I mean, what, what, uh, let's, let's start with maybe some of the memory. I mean, what, what is the biggest benefit besides the obvious reasons that an insurance agent would be able to benefit from uh, from some of your memory. I mean, wh- yep. just go ahead. Yeah, no, I, and then I'm going to respectfully back up and please kind of go up a, up a level, so to speak. And uh, you, know, you talk about like, what's the why should people be entertaining the idea? You know why? And I, I think the people that are on this podcast probably get this, but um, you know, it's been my experience in working with literally hundreds of insurance professionals, thousands of professionals, hundreds of agencies, and, um, you know, both at the independent level and at the national level, training, like training, we do a ton of training, 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 training. And a lot of it has to do with with the dynamic nature of the content that you, that you have access to. So there's always policy changes and you've got, you know, qualifications and things like that. And there's always a lot of technical training. And, and people, they get their heads wrapped around technical training. And I think that's great. And technical training has its place. And then I think if you were to ask, and I know this because we have asked, when you look at the elite level um, businesses, you meet with the top uh, leaders, they get that how you show up to do your job has a way bigger impact on the results you get than all the technical information in the world. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, when we work with these engineering 
uh, clients. They've got these, one of the big reasons we do memory training is for presentation skills, helping people improve their presentation skills. And, and then, you know, I, I, I'd venture to guess this probably is the case for a lot of people in the insurance world too, where you got, you got, man, you graduated, you got great book smarts, you're awesome. And then you sit down face to face with your first client and it, it, it doesn't matter. You can have all the technical know-how, you can know all the numbers and the stats and everything. And then if people don't like you, you're going to get thrown out of the room. Yep. You know, and so that the, the bigger thing I want to make sure people understand, I think they do, is how you show up and what you do to improve yourself as a human being is going to garner you a lot better results down the road than I mean than any you can than any of the technical training. So how that ties into your memory, you know, it all goes back and people who have, who have seen me speak and we talked about this a little bit at the Edge Conference. It all boiled, I mean, Dale Carnegie really pioneered the whole concept back in the 1930s with his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great book. You know, it's, a, it's a great book. If you haven't picked it up, pick it up. Um, if you haven't read it in a while, reread it. Um, it's just, you know, he really talked about that the more information that you can take and remember about someone, they're going to like you more, they're going to trust you more, and they're going to want to do business with you. You know, it's just, it's one of those universal truths. Yep. I mean, there's, I've never had anybody say, well, I don't know, man, I got, I got by pretty good with forgetting stuff. <laughs> That's not a conversation I ever have, you know? And then from there, you know, the second thing is that people's real favorite thing, you know, people's real favorite thing to talk about is themselves. Yeah. And you know, the more that information you can remember about them, um, that that's what it's all about. You know, there's that Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, and that was one of the big key things is he really fostered that relationship with that guy, and that was really how, what helped him break free and, and be successful. But then the second thing that Carnegie said is that um, the number one thing that people want you to remember about him is their name. And that's, you know, that's the biggest, it's the biggest issue that most people have is that they do that thing where you meet someone for the very first time and you get their name and you shake their hand and you're looking them in the eye and you're all fired up and you look good and you know what you want to talk to them about. And then three seconds later, the only thought you have going through your head is, oh, my God, what's her name? What's Rob, her name? Rob, name? Rob, name? Rob, why does that happen? Yeah. Why I'll does tell that you, happen? Yeah. <laughs> the short version, for, short version, yeah. people, are, people are horrible listeners. No, no that probably <laughs> makes that, sense. There's no, probably I a lot of truth in that. No, because here's what's going on. Here's what happens. And this is, this is, we, we talk, this is why you've got the, you talked about this a little bit earlier. You're sitting down with the person and. And you've got you're trying to take in all the information. You're taking notes, and you're you, you know there's there's data coming at you, information coming at you, and, and you're talking. It's actually what happens. The human brain is it's a pretty incredible. It's a pretty incredible tool, is what it is. It can do amazing things, and then it can do some things that, if left alone, will totally screw you. And <laughs> this is a situation where, when left alone, your brain will screw you. Because what happens? Your brain can think seven times faster than other people can speak. So for most people, what's happening, and I know this because I've gotten feedback, and, and man, I've had this happen to me. I, I had no idea about this stuff until I started working with the company four years ago. I'm a product of the product. You walk up to this person, you, people's real favorite thing to talk about is themselves. So you're dying to talk to them about what you want, how you're going to help, and what you can do for them, and you, you, you. And then you're also thinking about, man, I probably should have gone to the bathroom before this meeting. And, oh, I got to get my oil changed after this. I got three more appointments and I got a date tonight and, you know, I got laundry to do. And you just, your brain is just always scanning and it's always thinking about other stuff. So, like, literally, you, you, you folks are listening to me right now and you're probably having at least four other conversations with yourself. 
you're literally like, all right, where's the next gas station? Is it uh, how, how, how fast can I go before I get pulled over? Like it just, it happens all the time. So the best thing you can do, I mean, if you want to try, if you want to cure that thing of forgetting someone's name five seconds after you meet them, there's, there's two big things you can do. Number one, and if you've got a pen or pencil handy, grab it and a piece of paper. If you're driving, uh, don't, but write this down when you stop. The first thing you need to do when you're meeting someone for the very first time is you just actively slow your mind down and focus on listening. And then a good, a good tip I learned is actually ask yourself the question, what's this person's name? Internally, just say, have the dialogue with yourself. Hey, what's this person's name? And then instantly just drop everything else that's going on and focus on that person. Make yourself, what I tell people, make yourself available to listen. Because you can say, oh, I'm listening, and then you're really not. You're just, your brain's in other places. So make your brain, dial yourself in, get available to listen. Just get focused on that person. So okay. that's number one. And then number two, um, what you want, you, you do need to use the person's name. You need to repeat their name back to them. And uh, it should be, the studies have proven that like two to three times in the first 30 seconds has been proven to be most effective. And then obviously, I think anyone on this podcast, anybody listening to right, this right now knows about, there's the line, there's the fine line between like effective and creepy, basically. <laughs> there, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's like No, the, you're right, Rob. Rob, yeah. there is the difference between being effective and creepy. And Rob, this is a really good podcast. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's funny because what happens is, you know, you get that... The reason that's so annoying, because we've all, we've all had the, the call with the telemarketer. Yeah. Hey, Jason, great to meet you, Jason. We've got some incredible opportunities for you here, Jason. If you can accept <laughs> your time to talk about this, Jason, I think it's really going to impact your business and your success. Jason, tell me a little bit about you. Here's, here's what happens. Here's what people don't, most people don't realize. When you hear your name, like think about this. You've been at a party or a networking event or something. And have you ever done that thing where you think you hear your name? Like yeah. there's all kinds of white noise. And what do you always do when you think you hear your name? Turn to look, don't I? You, exactly. You, you, like you pop up. It's like, it, it's like whack-a-mole, right? Where the head pops up and you're like looking around. You know? So here's what happens. The reason is when you hear people, the sweetest sound of a person's ear is the sound of their name. Thanks yep. to Kirby. What happens, one watt of electricity actually fires in your brain every time you hear your name. That's why your head shoots up. It's like you got electrocuted. You got a little, you got a little zap. So what happens is when people are doing the Jason, great to meet you, Jason. Let's talk for a second, Jason. How are you? They're literally electrocuting you to death. That is why it's so annoying. That's why people hate the telemarketers because they're they're getting electrocuted. That, literally, that that's what's going on there. So well. not the Jason, 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 Jason. Nice to meet you, Jason. This is Jason. It's I mean, it's as simple as this. It's as simple as making sure that you heard the name right and that you're saying it right. And I don't care how clearly they said their name. I don't care how clearly you feel like you heard it. You always say it. Jason? Oh, hey, it's nice to meet you, Jason. Like, if, like that, that's a pretty, I mean, did that seem weird? No, it didn't. That meant, no. Yeah, okay. Because you're, you're just trying to be clear. Yep. Like, Rob, hey, nice to meet you, Rob. And, I mean, that's common for us to say the name when we say nice to meet you. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, I don't care if the dude's name is Ed. And, I mean, like, you can literally be, Ed? Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Ed. And gotcha. and, and it's not weird. It's not creepy. I mean, if the guy's like, because here's the thing. The guy's not going to be like, what do I, stutter? 
you know, <laughs> they're not. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is he's going to go, oh, yeah, no, it's Ed, and he, oh, this guy really cares. Right. This guy, this, this guy or this, this this man or this woman, they really care that my name is Ed. And um, so, I mean, those two things, if you slow down, make yourself available to listen, just clear, just let all the other stuff that's going on not happen. Take a time out. Give yourself a break from that. Focus on the person and then repeat the person's name back to them two to three times in the first 30 seconds in a non-creepy way. Don't electrocute them. That those two things in and of themselves that that is going to cure like eighty five percent of the issue. All right, Rob. Let me ask you a question. You now I know you've probably been asked this before, but maybe you haven't. But I'm gonna put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. What if? Oh, Ed. Hey, nice to meet you, Ed. And then you got to meet Sheila, and you got to meet Jim, and all this stuff. And then you're <laughs> sitting down at this table, and there's eight people at this table, and you're all sitting there eating your salad with that terrible dressing that the hotel gave you, and they and and you can't remember their name, what's a mm-hmm. good way to get their name to ask it? This is more of an etiquette question, but what's a good way to come back? I mean, if I forgot it, what's a good way? Is it just okay for me to say, hey, sorry, I forgot your name. Can I, can, what was your name, Ed? You know, I mean. In you, this, I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, I want to hear it. In this scenario, I mean, the reality is, you're gonna, you've got different scenarios. you got the one-on-one situation where you met someone and you forgot their name five seconds after meeting. You can't be the, you know, you can't do that. I'm sorry. We just met. What's your name? So, like that, so with the one-on-one situation, that, with the one-on-one that. that, that, so we're not talking about that. When you're in that situation, like you're talking about the, that you got a, you got an eight person round at a, at a luncheon and it's, it's Jason and Jim and Shelly and Sheila and Tony and Bob and, and Juan, you know, this is, by the way, I jokingly call this my personal hell because people do this to me all the time. Like, hey, this is Bob and Tony and Tina. And they do, hey, what's your name, memory guy? <laughs> yeah, like... thing. If When you're in that situation, when you're, when you're doing that thing, the lunch thing, it's 100% okay to go back and re-meet people individually. Okay. Because, like, like, I mean, here's the thing. If, 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 put yourself in their shoes. Go, like, turn the tables for a second. You're sitting at the table. Someone introduces someone to you. And they're like, this is da 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 and Jason da 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 Do you expect that person to remember, remember no. your name when they just met nine people in eight seconds? No, that's a good point. No. So what you do, I mean, you basically, you can go around, hi, everyone, it's nice to meet you. And then I, this, is, this is one of my favorite lines. Listen, I'm sorry. It was, there was like 12 pieces of information coming at me at the same time. What was your name again? Oh. Sheila? Oh, thank you. It's so nice to meet you, Sheila. So 100% okay to go back and quote-unquote re-meet people when you're in that situation where, you know, you're meeting gotcha. a bunch of people at the same time. Now, you know, and then obviously there's different levels of, of that type of situation. You know, you're sitting down to a, a pitch meeting, you know, you're sitting down with a new client or, or something like that, and there's, you know, a big or a board meeting or something like that. Like, you, you're going to need some more skills. <laughs> you're going to need more I than... I usually write it down. I usually, um, like, if... And then tell me if this is a good thing. I usually, like, if I know they're getting ready to go around the room and introduce themselves, because usually mm-hmm. they'll do that sometimes, I'll yep. draw a picture of the table or of the way the tables are set up, and I'll write their name down. At least if I get their first letter, it'll help me remember. Is that something I should do? Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Okay. And then, I mean, it's a great crop. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't want to sound, 
I don't want to sound like high my. It's a great crutch. Okay. Right? You you don't you've not had any type of formal. I'm I'm guessing that you haven't been through any formal memory training no, program. No. Because there's actually there's like four more steps that you go through when you're remembering someone's name. Like that's that's one thing. Like those two tips. Those are um, those are kind of like memory amplifiers. Those are the first things. There's like four other things you you should do, okay. both for short term and long term. Um, we're just we're not going to get into it now because I understand. A couple I understand. Reasons. But um, when you're in, I mean, that writing the names down in the order, and then it's a great crutch. And then just don't, you know, obviously don't be staring at your paper for five seconds before you <laughs> call it by name. Um, you know, definitely get yourself the skills you need to recall people's names. And it's, it, it, it's a process. It, it's, it's a fun thing to do. You basically you end up, you need to create a picture for their name and then you need to glue it to their face. And this is going to sound really weird to people that haven't. Um, been through the program or hearing this for the first time, but it, it does make sense. Because the thing is, um, and I'm going to transition, I'm going to stay on the names thing, but I'm going to transition a little more into the memory thing. Your memory thinks in pictures. Mm-hmm. So this is why people struggle with names so much, because the language of your memory is pictures. Meaning, when it comes to recalling anything, you, wrote, you, you think in pictures. And then people's names aren't a picture. Like I don't know what a I don't know what a Jason is. There's there's no there's no thing that a Jason doesn't grow out of the ground, to my knowledge. No, it doesn't. I mean, you know, like scientists are not creating Jasons out of test tubes. Yeah, so that, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, out of, but out yes. of, you know, so like there's no picture for a Jason, and the, that's why people struggle with names so much because there it's. Names are actually set up to go against the way that your brain thinks in pictures. And now, there's things you can do to, to look, teach. Again, when left alone, your brain's going to screw you. There's things you can do to train your brain to, to overcome that. And so that, and so that you turn their name into a picture, and then you, you tell yourself kind of a crazy story about that picture, and you make that crazy story have something to do with the person, and then that's how it, that's how it, uh, that's how it works. That's the special sauce. Wow. 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 And there's way more sauce than that. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. But it, oh, go ahead. it just seems like a lot of work to have to remember someone's name. But if it's one of the most important things to that other person and it's important that you remember it, I guess yeah. that's pretty important. I think I see it. No, Rob, it's probably many different ways. But tell me if I'm wrong. I see some people as they just cannot remember names and then there's people like myself that I don't remember a lot of stuff I I always say it's one of the reasons why I think I'm a really good uh, person to be in the sales business because you know if I lose a huge account it's really amazing how my mind works I'm, I, I cry <laughs> over it for 45 or for 24 to 48 hours and then like yeah. it's like I wake up and it's over with and it, I think some people I think it's that that memory and that rehash of that in their mind that actually drives them out of the industry. But I've talked to a lot of agents like this or a lot of people who say, I'm really bad at remembering it up front, but after I know it, I'll, I'll remember them for five to 10 years. But I, it's, it's the fact that when I, they first told me, and it's funny too, Rob, because we all go into that situation where we know we need to remember this person's name and you just zilch out and you're like, I was just telling myself three seconds ago to remember this lady's name. And here I am three seconds later after she told me and I can't remember, you know, it's the most frustrating thing ever. Here's why. Here's why that happens. Your subconscious is about a, has about a million times more powerful than your conscious mind. 
Have you ever heard this? Yes, I have. I've, I've heard yeah. that. Yes. And so understand that. Then your subconscious also doesn't understand, don't, not, know things like that. It just doesn't. So for instance, and for you people listening to the, the, uh, the podcast, this is a great exercise. Uh, if you're sitting at your office, you can um, put your pen down, close your eyes. If you're driving, you don't need to close your eyes. Keep them open. It's okay. But whatever you do right now, do not think of a pink elephant. Oh, shoot. Yes. Now, is yours fuzzy or is yours – you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like your, your subconscious doesn't understand don't not – it only hears the positive. It only hears think of a purple, purple elephant. So what happens – and you kind of alluded to this already – it's the story that's running in your brain that causes the friction and the stress and the drama. It's the story that I lost the account. It's the story. It's the past. What happened in the past is done. It's done. It's done. You can't, you can't, it, it happened. Yeah. What happened? The people get the story in their head and I'm going to relate this to the names thing you were talking about. I can't remember right up front in the past. They've forgotten someone's name five seconds after they met them. So subconsciously, you're walking up to this person going, don't forget their name, don't forget their name, don't forget their name, don't forget their name. And then based on the pink elephant conversation we just had, what do you think your brain is hearing? Forget the name, forget the name, forget the name. Oh, I can forget the name. Here, let's talk about this. Let's do one of this. And then your brain's doing that seven times faster than other people can speak thing. You have, been, you have now successfully entered what we lovingly call the spiraling vortex of death as it relates to, as it relates to uh, results. You have just totally screwed yourself. And actually, your brain did it for you. You didn't even have to try. Your whole thing, i got to remember the name. I can't remember the name. I can't forget the name. I can't forget the name. Like, you're all pumped up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Subconsciously, you just shot yourself in the foot. You didn't even have a chance by the time your mouth opened. By the time they opened their mouth, I should say, you were, it was done. It was over. So I, should, so I should tell myself then, remember the name, remember the name, not don't forget the name. Is yeah, that what, that's like, ask the question, hey, what is this person's name? Ah. What is this person's name? I should remember this name. Okay. And then slow yourself down and then really focus on them. It's all about them. Yeah, I'm writing this down. I mean, besides the other listeners, I hope you guys are too. It's the whole reason why I have this podcast is for you. And if I'm writing it down because it's important, I know it is to you as well. That is yeah. great stuff because I have always I mean, wondered that. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting too, and like, you talk about how this concept and how this approach is applicable to other things. This has helped me, as I mentioned, I have four and a half year old twins. And for anybody that's listening to this that has kids of that age, you know what it's like trying to get them to do anything. And then if anybody on this call has twins, you know that it's not twice as hard. It's 3.5 times harder. It's exponential. <laughs> so I've actually been able to use this really successfully to in parenting. Instead, because you think the kids are doing something, what do you always say? Like, what's your what? You the, always the, tell them not to do something. Don't yeah, don't do that. Don't put your foot there. Don't step in the dirt. I did this the other day. I was cleaning up my my workshop in the basement, and I made the mistake of leaving the pile of dust in the middle of the floor, and I didn't say anything. And then my daughter, you know, she just she has a sixth sense for just finding the dirt, and it's like don't step in that. And then I had to say, I finally caught myself. So I'm like, instead. Honey, keep your feet out of the dirt. Instead of saying, don't do this, don't do this, you can't do this, change it to something positive, like stay away from the electrical outlet, not don't shove the fork in there. Hey, honey, keep the fork away from the electrical outlet. 
because it's the pink elephant as soon as you it's say the pink don't elephant. do it. Yep, so, it's the, that's what happens. So the takeaway of this is that kids are a lot like pink elephants. That's that's what I'm taking out of this. See here, I mean, no. Well, no, the good. kids. You got to think the kids' brain. No, well, that's. I mean, that's I, a fun. I'm totally joking. I know, I know you're. Yeah, no, I mean, in all seriousness, no, because this is a big thing, and for a lot it of people, like this is. I talk about being a product of the product. This was a huge realization for me a couple of years ago when I got my head wrapped around this. I saw it's not about me, but I mean, I saw a, a, a very noticeable change in my results. Um, when I could focus on the hey, let's do it this way instead of the don't, don't, don't. It just it, it shifted a lot of things for me. But I mean, the, the kids the kids don't understand conscious versus subconscious. Their, their subconscious is running everything almost. Yeah. So that's why you know that as a parent. You can, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And then you get madder when they keep doing it. Well, it's because all they hear is do it, do it, do it, do it. And then you're yelling at them. So now it's like, I should really be doing this. They're yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, but anyway, great. it all, so this is, it, it all ties together. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, the memory thing. And then what's cool is once you start to understand how your brain works and how you can train it. Now you can do that, those things where you're getting a bunch of information thrown at you and you can grab the stuff that you need. You can file it away in your brain. You can spend less time writing. You can spend more time looking your client in the eye and less time looking at your paper while you're taking notes. And yeah. you can, there's a, like, you know, when it comes to lists of information, um, memory training is a huge plays a huge role in helping you be more effective in, in lists and, you know, specifically like to-do lists or, you know, basically a presentation. All a presentation is is a list of information you need to yep. deliver a specific um, order. Uh, we did, that was what we, the fun thing we did at the Edge Conference is we taught people how to use memory training to deliver more effective presentations. Um, that's one of the big, that's probably after the names thing. It's like, it's names, time management, and presentation skills are like the top three reasons people elect to go through some type of memory training. Because um, ultimately, if you can spend less time trying to find stuff that you can't remember where you put it, that's just time management 101. So Rob, so what you're telling me though, personally with you, is that you've been doing this, you said for uh, with Freedom, uh, what'd you say, FD, F, F, FPD. FD, FD, Freedom Personal Development, yeah. We, so you've been doing this for four years now. Yep. And so you didn't have a lot of these skills before. Uh, I was, man, I was the guy that walked up to somebody, I, you suck at names. It became a, you suck at names, you suck at names, you suck at names. And then I'd forget the person's name five seconds after I met him. It's like, yep, you just did that. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I mean, I had no idea. I was, you know, I, I worked in the, the bicycle industry. is very niche very, very real cottage industry. And, um, you know, I just, I was, I've always been a really positive, I pride myself on being a, a pretty optimistic, positive person. And then it just, it was really easy to get negative about a lot of things. So, I mean, just getting my head wrapped around focusing on, on positivity and just the impact that that has on not only your day to day, but your life in general has been a huge thing. Um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm answering your question or. No, it's interesting I'm, because I'm, what I'm saying is, is what this is for all you listeners out there. He didn't know how to do this four years ago, but yet he can do it now. Which oh, says yeah. it's exactly like what you said before that this you're teaching skills training. This is a skill. This and skills are something that can be taught. It's a skill. It's a tool. the The analogy okay. I tell a lot of people is, uh, you know, here's the thing. Like, and this is for some people it's a stretch, and for some people it really it really hits home. Is it's no different than us having a smartphone. Because here's the thing: ten years ago, 
I let's see what 10 I'm gonna go I'll go 15 I'll give benefit of the doubt 15 years ago we just didn't have smartphones right right now everyone relies on their smartphone you know they've got numbers you've got you got phone numbers you got your calendar you got everything you got everything there and people we I think as a culture we've gotten a little dumber but that's another conversation but um you the thing is your smartphone is a tool right it's yep. a tool that you use how effective is your smartphone if you don't turn it on yeah it's not not, very, not effective at all you talk about it seems like work yeah it's work just like it technically is work to turn to turn your phone on it's the same thing if you've got the skills if you've got the tools why not use them right because it and the, the best thing about skills you golf jason we didn't talk about this yes i did yes right, i do first time you ever first time you ever golfed how'd that work out for you oh it was miserable yeah, and now you probably you played a little bit more and a little bit more, and you probably like you and I could probably go play and make some fun of each other now, right? Oh, unless you're like, no, we absolutely could, yeah. Like it doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen from thinking about golfing. It happens from going out and going to the driving range and playing a bunch of rounds, and and yeah. doing the work to get better at the thing that you want to do. Remembering people's names, it's not you don't wake. There's no silver bullet. There's no pill. Everyone wants to pop a pill, take care of something, or they want the silver bullet. They want it now. They want it. I want it now. I want it to work. And then it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, I, whether you're a fan or not of Tiger Woods, you know, the guy still has a coach. The guy still works with a coach every day. He still changes his swing. Every couple of years, the dude changes his swing. Yep. He thinks there's ways to do it better. It's a, these types of skills, this types of training. It's not a fla- it's not a it's not a flash in the pan. Personal development isn't a meeting. It's not a phone call. It's not a podcast. It's an ongoing commitment to making yourself a better person. 